Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, if we did not have a God that was worthy to be worshipped, that was really a miracle worker, that was really a deliverer, that was really a, a life saver, it'd be all right to kind of be passive about church. Amen. But if you've got a God that's been good to you, you've got a God that pulled you out of the miry clay, you've got a God that's ever put His blessings on you, you ought to praise Him like He's worthy to be praised tonight. You ought to give Him some glory in the house of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now what I want to do tonight, I want us to sing that song over again. And if God's ever performed a miracle for you, I want you to praise Him like He's performed a miracle for you. If He's ever answered a prayer for you, I want you to get your hands up and act like He's answered a prayer for you. The Bible don't say anything about praising Him when you feel like praising Him. But it says a lot about praising Him for His excellent greatness. For His exceeding power. Praising Him for who He is.
McKinley, believe in the miracle, and all that are sick. Pray for all our church family. Protect us, Lord. And we want to invite God to come in tonight. Somebody needs the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Somebody needs a miracle. So as we pray, church, let's invite God to take complete charge of this service tonight. Let's love Him. Glory. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're the master of every situation. Thank you, God. God, stop by here tonight. Somebody Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You may be seated. The brothers bring the offering pans and set them on the altar if you would. And Brother Justin's going to be ready to sing. And then the choir will be singing after that. So let's continue to have good church. Glory. God for the message we heard this morning. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I know I've told this story, but I want to tell it again. My daddy was in World War II. He was in the medics. He was a conscientious objector. And so in fixing to be sent overseas in the battle, and the, the big man brought him in. He said, Soldier, what if you're the enemy came into your house and killed your wife in your boys. He said, sir, I ain't got to worry about that. If that enemy had the baptism of the Holy Ghost like I have, we wouldn't have to worry about things like that. Hallelujah. I thank God for the truth. Glory. Glory. I cried a river of tears though it seems the pain in my heart is a hurt that won't leave Still I stand by the choice I made long ago I'm going through Well, Lord, I brought nothing Here when I came So if I lose it all I'll still praise your name Like so many times I know you'll teach me to climb If that mountain don't move Oh, Lord, I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I'm hoping for sunshine, preparing for rain. Whatever I face, I'll trust in your grace to carry me through. My feet are so weary, at times I can't stand. But you hold me up when I've done all I can, like so many times. No, you'll teach me to climb if that mountain don't move. Yes, I spent long nights when sleep never came. And it seemed like my loss or outnumbered my gain. But I held on to hope and it led the way. Oh, I made it through. The tempter determined that I would give in. The grace made a way 
me to pass through again like so many times. I know you'll teach me to climb if that mountain don't move. Oh, Lord, I don't know what tomorrow will bring. Hoping for sunshine, preparing for rain. Whatever I face, I'm trusting your grace to carry me If that mountain don't move Oh Lord, I don't know what tomorrow will bring I'm hoping for sunshine, fearing for rain Whatever I face, I'll trust in your grace To carry me through Oh, my feet are so weary At times I can't stand But you hold me up when I've done all I can like so many times, no, you'll teach me to cry if the mountain don't move. Yes, I've cried a river of tears, though it seems the pain in my heart is a hurt that won't leave. Still, I stand by the choice I made long ago. Oh, I'm going through. Oh, Lord, I brought nothing here when I came. So if I lose it all, I'll still praise your name. I have peace of mind. I know you'll teach me to climb if that mountain don't move. Oh, Lord, I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I'm hoping for sunshine, preparing for rain. Whatever I face, I'll trust in your grace to carry me through. But you hold me up And I've done all I can Like so many times I know you'll teach me to climb If that mountain don't move Yes, I spent long nights When sleep never came And it seemed like my cause Part numbered my game But I held on to hope As it led the way Oh, I made it through the tempter determined that I would give in. But grace made a way for me to pass through again. I have peace of mind. I know you'll teach me
Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The choir would come on at this time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
Oh, oh. 
moment to worship Him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. I'm thankful that I have a God that's worthy of all of my praise. Amen. We're serving a good God tonight. We're serving a good God tonight. We're serving a mighty God. A powerful God. A victorious Savior tonight. Amen. He is so wonderful to allow us to come into His house to worship to praise and to glorify and to lift up His great name. Amen. I'm so thankful for another opportunity to come to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. It's still the best place in the world to be. Amen. 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 Lord bless you. You can return to your seats. It's good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord tonight. Lord bless you for being in the house of God. Amen. And um, I'm really glad right, right about now we got a roof on our head. I'm really glad we're not having church in the parking lot right now. Amen. God's good to us to allow us to be in the house of the Lord. And I don't have any complaints in God. It's quite evident tonight that some of y'all didn't get y'all's nap between services today. We're going to start making that mandatory on Sunday afternoon. No golf, no cutting grass, no going to the mall. No whatever you do, go take a nap where you can be ready to have church at night. Amen. I want to... Remind you of the announcements. One is, don't forget graduation, the graduation party coming up in honor of our graduates June the 7th, I believe it is. And uh, so there's a sign-up sheet on the welcoming desk for that. And uh, so remember that, June the 7th, celebrating our graduates. I know this is a difficult year for them. Things are not taking place such as they should, but... um, we ask you to come out here and and uh, be nice to them and compliment them on their accomplishments. My glasses are fogging up on me. I guess don't think any rain's leaking through the roof. But then also youth rally this weekend, Saturday, not Friday night, but Saturday at 1 o'clock at Brother Corcoran. So remember that. And uh, we're going to go over there and... And a youth rally with them. And I'm not sure how social distancing is going to be working, but if you're not scared and you want to, you're welcome to go. If you're scared and you don't want to, you're welcome not to go. So whichever way, you're a winner either way. So remember that. That'll be Saturday. The church service starts at 1 o'clock. We'll be making provision for those who need to ride over there. And uh, we will be leaving here at the church 12 o'clock Saturday, so remember that. I wanted to say a special thank you last weekend. I was gone, and uh, y'all took up an offering, 
And I want to say thank you very much for your giving uh, to the Lord, to the work of God, and um, in honor of Brother Blake Burgess. And uh, they did not know it yet, so don't be sharing that information, please. But uh, we will be taking that to them here shortly. But thank you for giving. And uh, we exceeded what I had anticipated for us to give. So the final numbers have not come in, but it was over $10,000. And thank you very much for giving. And uh, I would much rather rather be giving than I would be receiving. Amen. And um, let's pray for them and ask God to help them, strengthen them through this troublesome time, and uh, ask God to comfort them and give them peace. I know every day it's there, something that they wake up to every day, they go to bed with every night and wake up to every day. We ask God to touch and strengthen and comfort them. To all of our guests tonight, we're glad that you're here. We might not can shake your hands and be as friendly as we normally are, but why don't we all give our guests a good hand clap tonight. I'm glad that, glad that uh, you are in the house of God with us. We know that you could be in a lot of different places tonight, but glad that you're in the house of the Lord with us tonight here in Silsby. And uh, I, I don't know, this, this shaking hands and social distancing business is kind of weird. It's weird in the fact you don't know when you walk up to somebody if you are to shake their hand, hug their neck, or jump back. And everybody has a different opinion. And everybody's opinion is just fine, whatever your opinion is. Um, but... You just don't know what to do. It kind of leaves you in la-la land. You reach for somebody and, whoa, and then you, you don't reach for somebody and they about fall down trying to hug you. So anyway, we want to uh, pray that God would protect each and every person, build a hedge of protection and help this country, help this world, and especially this country get back, get back to uh, where it needs to be and... Um, Everything to settle down and calm down. We pray in that that the numbers that they're looking for goes down where we can continue life uh, as normal. And I am thankful, thankful for all the hard work that has been put in to keep us as safe as possible. And uh, we ask God's mercy and his protecting hand. I want to uh, share a little bit with you tonight. I. I come prepared for all of you to shout, but we have piped unto you and you have not danced. And uh, we've hollered and screamed and you have not showed much emotion at all. So uh, i got a slow one for you for the next few moments. And uh, so that's what mood you are in. Uh, so that's what mood we're going to stay in. And so I'll do a little, little pastoral preaching tonight and next time next Sunday night you'll be ready to shout <clears throat> no I I was just um I really even brother Duplessis asked me tonight or today when we was eating if I was going to preach tonight I said well I'm not anticipating preaching tonight I'm anticipating them shouting tonight but God knows what we need I was in my office a little while ago and this just kind of stuck out to me so 
I feel like this is the direction that God would have us go tonight. There was, there was a story that was shared. I read this story. I cannot even remember where I read the story at. I am, I am a certain that I did not make it up or dream it up, but I read it in some kind of inspirational book or something that I was reading. And uh, I wrote this story down, this little, little short story, about a, a young man, and I have shared this with you before, I know, and uh, so I'll share it with you again. I don't have many new stories. I've got a lot of old stories, and so we'll just share them with you. And, and some, uh, let's, let's take, a, let's take a, a poll right now. Does anybody remember my, my text scripture this morning? That's the reason why I can tell the same stories over and over and over again. Because you probably don't remember anyway. Uh, some of you have it written down in your Bible, so when I start on the same thing again, you remember, oh, he preached that. Yeah, because you had my name wrote beside it in your Bible. But, but there was this story about a young man that was very talented. And uh, he, uh, he was blessed. He was big. He was strong. He was very quick, very fast. He had a lot of things going in his direction. When he was a freshman uh, in school, this guy that was telling the story met this young man. And he was destined to be one of the greatest fullbacks in college history. During his high school senior year, um, he went out and he got a job, not necessarily needing the job. He had already um, had many, many major universities recruiting him. And I was, I was reading something the other day that a university, universities were recruiting this kid in school, and he was in middle school. And uh, they were already recruiting him to play college Ball That shows you where people's gods are. And so they had been many colleges, many universities. He had not committed to one of them. But he had, he had great abilities. He was very large to have such speed and quickness. His size was tremendous. And uh, so it looked like everything was going in his direction. Life held a lot of fame, and life eventually was going to hand, hand him a lot of fortune. In that summer, he went, he went and got a job at a lumber camp. Now, you can tell this story was a long time ago. And during the summer, not really needing the job, but he mainly had the job for the workout that it was giving him, getting used to the heat, being able to lift and getting stronger. And um, unlike things today, didn't have all the gym facilities that they have now. But during that summer job, in a freak accident, this young man lost just part of his big toe. Just part. Did not lose his 
his toe, but just a part of his big toe. And that part of his big toe ended his career as an athlete. What he discovered was the loss of the part of his big toe kept him from starting fast. Kept him from cutting quickly. It changed the whole aspect of his life and his future just by losing a part of his big toe. People didn't even know it because it was covered up and people could not see it. But it hindered his life. From then on, things would never be the same. And so his life, his future, was destroyed in football because part of his big toe was gone. There is so many things today that we, as members of the church, not just this local assembly, but when we say the church, sometimes we are talking about this local assembly and other times we are referring to the church, the body of Christ. We take so many things for granted. We, uh, we take so many things for granted because there's so many things that we do not see. We do not see the prayer that has been made. We do not see the faithfulness and the commitment that people have made, not just by their attendance, by different work that they do. And some things go unnoticed at times, but just as this young man's big toe was very important to his career, every member of the congregation is important to the development and putting the church of God where it needs to be and what it needs to become. That it's obvious sometimes that people have a sense about them and living for God that, that they are the long ranger type. That they do not need anybody. They do not need anyone there to help them along the way, but They're kind of like the long ranger. They ride alone. But I want to tell you, in this Christian walk with light in life, we don't need to be alone. We were not created to be alone. I had not thought of this till this time, but, you know, that's what has been pushed on us the last couple of months of social distancing. Now, Some of you might have enjoyed being stuck in the house. Personally, I did not enjoy it at all. I was not created to be alone. I was not created to be by myself. I was not created to live by myself. That's the reason why God gave me a wife. And then He gave me four girls to help my wife keep me on the straight and narrow path. I was not created that way. That is not our chemical makeup. Because the very beginning of time when God created man, He said it's not good 
that man should be alone. So God made him a helpmeet for him. And God created woman. And so, living for God, we need one another. There is not any of us that can look around today and pick someone out in this church building. Now, you might possibly can because that might be your sinful, ungodly thinking. But pick someone out and say, we don't need them in the kingdom of God. Now, we think that little minor things about our body is not important. Now, this man lived his life without that part of his big toe. But that part of his big toe changed his entire life forever. And so what I tell you today is we can live and the church can go on, but it was not meant to go on without you. Because you are a vital part to the kingdom of God. When you look at the church and you look at a picture of the church, the picture of the church is a group picture. The picture of the church is not just singling out one person, but a picture of the church is the group together. When you think about the church, you don't think about one person, but you think about a group of people. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, in verse number 13, the Bible says, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. By one Spirit are we all baptized into what? One body. The Bible talks about the body being fitly joined together. Many members of the body. Many members of the body, but still one body. How many? Now, I know this is cruel today and probably not, not uh, right for public speaking, but how many in the church are just a big toe? You might feel like, that's all I am is a big toe. I'm not important. I don't get any recognition. Everybody's trying to cover me up because most big toes are not very attractive. And they're trying to cover me up. They don't want me to be seen. They don't want me to be heard. And they certainly don't want me to be smelled. Good Lord, you're a hard crowd tonight. But there is so many people that that feel that way, that I am not important. And if I polled you and asked you, do you feel that you're important to the kingdom of God? I would say the majority of a closed vote and a private vote would send back and say, no, I really don't feel like that I am important to the kingdom of God. But I come to tell you today that each and every person that God calls out of a world of sin and gives them the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, and allows them to be baptized 
in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sin. They are important to the kingdom of God. doesn't matter if you're seen or unseen. It doesn't matter if you're heard or not heard. It doesn't matter if you're covered up or exposed. I want you to understand tonight that God called you for a purpose. That God has a job for each and every one of you to do. There is an adversary of your soul that tries to tell you that you are not of an importance to the kingdom of God. But the devil is still a liar and the truth is still not in him. Amen. Amen. Some people I, I look and, and we all had these growing up. In school, there, there's some people that, that have a target on them. And uh, they are the subject of conversation. They are the subject that gets picked on at recess. They are the subject that gets picked on uh, at lunchtime. Does anybody, anybody remember anybody at school that was like that? Some of you, it might have even been you. And so... And some of us might have been the ones that was doing the picking. God bless me, I don't like to pick on anybody. <laughs> but, but some of us may have been uh, the ones who received that, and some of us may have been the ones who give out the punishment. Not thinking of the consequences of what it caused and the feelings of those who were being picked on. And so they live their life feeling like they are not important to anyone. Some of them, unfortunately, have terrible home lives. Some of them are treated badly when they get home. And then they come to school and they get treated badly. Remember this, when you go to school and you're picking on someone, you don't know what they deal with in life. Amen. But I want to tell you that each and every one of those people have a place in God's world that He created. Amen. And so you grow up, you've grown up in your life feeling like that. I'm the underdog. I'm the one that gets shoved to the back. I'm the one that gets put in the back of the choir. I'm the one that gets put in the back of the church. Most of you are sitting in the back because that's where you want to be. Not because I put you there, but, but I get put in the back. I don't get out in the front. I don't get noticed. I don't get, I don't get the recognition that, that everybody else gets. So I am not important in the kingdom of God and in the church. But listen to me tonight. That is the adversary of your soul that's trying to get you to believe that garbage that you are not important in the kingdom of God. But the devil is still a liar and God has you here for a purpose. Amen. 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 I'm sure that this young man did not ever think when he had that accident and it hurt that big toe on his foot that it was going to end his career and change the whole aspect of his life. 
But I have seen people that we think that are not important in the kingdom of God. And the devil destroy them. Or they move off of the scene and then we realize, hey, I miss them. Boy, I, I miss them. I, boy, I, I wish they were here. I wish they would come around. That's the reason why we cannot afford to lose one soul out of the house of God. Amen. We cannot afford to be the one that would irritate or say something bad or get on to somebody's case to where they would not want to come to the house of God. You're not an island and we shouldn't make anybody else an island. Amen. You're not the long ranger and we shouldn't make anybody else a long ranger. Oh, don't invite them. Let's don't, let's don't, they don't, they don't fit in the clique. Well, the thing about it, there shouldn't be any cliques in the church, but God's clique. Amen. Can, can the hand say to the eye that because I'm not the eye, I don't, I'm not part of the body? Can the foot say to the nose because I'm not the nose, I'm not part of the body? Can the ear say to to the head because I'm not the head and just the ear on the head that I'm not part of the body? No, it takes an ear, it takes an eye, it takes an arm, it takes a hand, it takes a head, it takes it all to make up the body of Christ. Amen. Whatever part you play, find where you play and where you fit in and do it with all of your might. Amen. And don't talk and gossip about somebody that's not just like you. Because God needs that part of the body too. God, God puts people in our life for a purpose. And let, I, let me say this. God put everybody in your life that you have come in contact with. Good and bad. You say, oh, God could have left that one out. But God allowed that to happen for a purpose. When there is somebody there that buffets you or gets under your skin, that person is there for a purpose. Amen. You know what makes a pearl inside an oyster shell? Friction. Amen. There's some people that you can look at and say, Oh boy, the church would be better if they never even come back. Oh no, it wouldn't. Because when that one leaves, God's going to put somebody else in your life to get you to the place that where you need to be with God. And what you need to understand is, uh, it doesn't matter if I get along with them or not, if I have peace with them or not, if I like them or not, some way or another God likes them. Uh, and they're a child of God. So I might as well get over my hang-ups, uh, past my hang-ups, uh, and realize it's part of the body. Amen. Amen. There is times. There is times. Boy, I, I tell you what. Uh, in this world that we live in today, 
It, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy what people are doing to their bodies. And, uh, man, man, I, I look at people, I look and make sure nobody's here like that tonight, but, but I look at people and they have these big things in their ear, just stretching their earlobe out, just making it. You know, the first time I ever seen that, National Geographic. <laughs> in the tribes that had no civilization, they'd get sticks and put in their ears. They'd get bones and put in their ears. Now crazy people that's supposed to be civilized is doing stuff like that. I look, I look at people, people today. Man, what is the deal with the big lips? Everybody wants massive lips. I was looking through a magazine the other day. It had this big deal. It looks like a big mouth about to kiss you, I guess. And you stick it on your lips and it pulls a suction on your lips and makes your lips big. I look at pictures of movie stars. They look, they look like, man, some of them, some of them, has some bad, bad, bad plastic surgeons. And it looks so strange because it's not natural. Now, we've all looked in the mirror at times and seen things we did not like. Anybody ever looked in the mirror and seen things you didn't like? Somebody walked up behind you while you was looking in the mirror? (laughs) No, we've all seen things. You know... You know, when I look in the mirror, I see new wrinkles every day in my head and in my face. When I look in the mirror, I, I really, I really don't like my gray hair that I'm getting. In fact, I told the barber, I said, man, won't you get some white towels to hang around me? That little thing that they put around you. I said, you got black. That's not right. All that shows up is the gray. And I said, if you had white, all show up would be the dark, and I'd feel better about myself. But you know, every time I look in the mirror, I say, boy, I wish my hair wasn't gray. I wish it was still dark. But you know, I've never been tempted, not one time, to take them little clippers and just start shaving it all off. Now, some of you might be tempted by that, but I haven't, because it might be white, but I like what I got. And so... So that's the way with the body of Christ. If we're not careful, when we look in the mirror of the body of Christ, there's things about the body that we don't like. I can remember uh, when Nathaniel was in, in San Antonio and he got operated on. Uh, some of you that were there probably remembers that doctor. Man, when he come out, that dude had arms that looked like that. I said, man, could you cut them arms off and you, a surgeon, just put them on my body? He said, no. He said, it takes a lot of work to get them there. It's not that easy. But, but you know, we, we look at, we look at the body and say, oh, there's parts of the body that I don't like. There's parts of the body that I wish wouldn't act like that. There's parts of the body that I wish wouldn't do that. There's some of you here tonight that's got ailments in parts of your body. Brother, brother Duplessis got his back's hurting, but, 
I don't see him out there just wanting to take a chainsaw and rip his backbone out. Amen. Just because something don't work the way that you would like it to work, we don't take it and mutilate the body. But we try to nurse it back to the place where it can be profitable to the whole body of Christ. Amen. Amen. How much more, how much more should we as a body of Christ, when some part is not acting like it should, or talking like it should, or doing like it should, that we are together around that body and say, hey, come on, we're going to make it. You're needful. You're part of the church. You're part of the body. We cannot afford to lose this part of the body. Amen. Instead of trying to do our part in the destruction of the body. Amen. Amen. Don't try to be a long ranger in living for God. And I'm just about done. If they come to the music. Don't try to be a long ranger in living for God. I can do it by myself. I can make it by myself. I don't need anybody's help. I don't need anybody's strength. No, we all need one another's help. We all need one another's strength. We all need from time to time somebody to come and pat us on the back and say, Hey man, you're going to make it. You're part of the body. You are needed in the church. Amen. How many times have we ever stopped and just sat there and thought, what happened to so-and-so? You know, what happened to them? Probably what happened to them is that it's been so long since you took time to speak to them and to encourage them that they felt like they were alone with no help. And they were not needed in the body of Christ. Help us. Help us today, God. Help us today, God. Help us today, God. Help us today, God. Not to be so self-centered. Not to be so self-willed. And so much thinking about self that we do not think about somebody else on the journey of life that may be hurting, that may be struggling. That may be dealing with issues. That may be feeling like I'm just a big toe. I'm not important. In the house of God. I don't sing. I don't preach. I don't testify. And we don't even notice it until it's gone. And then we wonder, oh man, man, where, where, where is so and so? How many times through the day as we as part of the body have stopped what we were doing and called somebody? Say, hey man, didn't need anything today, just wanted to encourage you in the Lord. 
just want to tell you, I was thinking about you. I'm glad you're part of the church. You say, oh, that's the pastor's job. Yes, it is, and I try to do it. But it's also your job as being part of the body. The Bible says, encourage one another with these words. Jesus is coming back. You don't want to get off of the gospel train now. Jesus is coming back. You don't want to fall away now. You don't want to backslide now. You don't want to quit coming to church now. You don't want to get cold now. Jesus is coming back. You want to make sure you're still part of the body of Christ. How many times have you done that in your life? That you called and encouraged them. How many, how many has ever had somebody to call and encourage you? Would you raise your hand? Don't it feel good? Didn't it make you feel like, man, man, they miss me. Man, they realize that, that I, that I hadn't been there. Man, they, that really helped me along the journey of life. Let's don't be takers only. But let's be givers. Let's be givers. Let's be givers. Come on, brother. You can make it. Come on, sister. You can make it. Come on, child of God. You can make it. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to the devil that would say that you're not important because you are important to the kingdom of God. You're my brother. You're my sister. We all need one another more than ever before. Don't try to live for God by yourself. And be alone because it's not healthy. I'm reminded of the children of Israel when they were traveling. And I will end with this. When the children of Israel were traveling to the promised land. The Bible says that the enemy, the adversaries would trail behind them. And the stragglers that were were following at a distance that could not keep up with everybody. Those who had problems or maybe their buggy wasn't as good as somebody else's buggy and they was having problems and they would get by themselves. They said the adversary would come out, the enemy, and get them, steal from them, kill them, take them captive. That's the same way the devil does. If he can get you arguing with this one, that one arguing with that one, that one in this clique, that one in that clique. If you talk to me, you can't talk to them. If you're my friend, you can't be their friend. When will we as adults ever grow up? That was weak, but it was right. When will we as adults ever grow up and quit playing childish games? Childish games. That's what they did in kindergarten for crying out loud. I don't like you because you got on the wrong color. 
I don't like you because your hair is the wrong color. I don't like, no, no, what we need to do is when we find one straggling behind and getting by their self, go get them and get them back in the fold. That's the reason why. That's the reason why when you come to pray, everybody gathers around. And it's important that everybody gathers around because there's strength. There's strength in the numbers of God's people that gathers together to help you down the journey of life. Amen. If you get by yourself and try to do it on your own, you will not survive. Because you are no match by yourself for the devil. But when you've got the church and you're right up in the center of the church, Nobody backslides from the center of the church. Not one. Not one backslides from being in the center of the church. But they get a little further back, a little further to the side, a little further back, a little further back, a little further back, a little further back. You see you hearing less and less of my voice, less and less of my voice. Because why I'm getting further and further away from where the power source is. And when he gets you close enough, he pounces on you and takes you out of the church. And we lose a very important part. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. But I'm talking to somebody in this house tonight. The devil's playing with your mind. And you know the devil's been playing with your mind. And you know the devil hasn't only been talking to you, but you've been talking to the devil. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. You're probably right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to believe that, but I know you're probably right. But I want to tell you the devil's not probably right. The devil is absolutely wrong. The church loves you, the church supports you, and the church needs you. But I've done this and this. I said this and that. It doesn't matter. What matters is you get back in the center of the church, close to God, close to the power, and God will take care of the rest. Amen. 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 Let's pray right now in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that you would move in this house right now. That you would touch somebody's heart, somebody's soul, God. You know what you're doing in this house. God, and I know without a shadow of a doubt you're talking to somebody in this place right now. And I pray, God, that You would let the Holy Ghost touch them. Draw us back to the center, God. Draw us close to You, God. Let's all stand across this building right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say, in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's talk to God. I want God to break some chains off of people right now. I want God to set somebody free from the oppression of the adversary. 
of your soul. The devil's lying to you. The devil's talking to you. The devil's trying to convince you. But you need to stand up in the adversary's face and say, Devil, I'm not going to fall prey. I'm not going to fall by the wayside. I'm not leaving the church. I'm not getting away from the kingdom of God. I want to be in the middle of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy Ghost work right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I wonder right now, right now, if someone wants to step out by faith. You know who you are today. You know that the adversary has been talking to you. You know the devil's been trying to convince you. God has sent you a word as strange as it may be tonight. For a Sunday night that God has sent you a word of help, a word of hope, a word of encouragement tonight that you are important to the kingdom of God. Every head bowed, every eye closed right now. Let's talk to God in Jesus' name. If you want help, help is in the house of the Lord today. If you want to touch, the touch of God is in this place right now. Why don't you step out and say, here I am, God. I need help today. I need strength today. I need the peace of God to touch my life right now. You say, oh, I'll just come when everybody else comes. No, you need to step out by faith right now and say, here I am, God. Here I am, God. Here I am, God. Help me today, God. Give me strength today, God. Give me help. Give me hope. Give me direction right now. Hallelujah. Thank God for these who have come tonight. Would you come right now? You want God to help you? Right now is the time. Right now is your hope. Right now your deliverance is, is nigh to you. Right now your hope is here tonight. But you've got to make a move. You've got to let God do it. You've got to let God help you. You've got to let God touch you. You've got to let God move in your life today. Hallelujah, I want the church. Now, I don't want you to come pray now. I want the church to come up here and pray for these that's in this altar right now. I don't want you praying for yourself because you didn't need prayer. But I want you to pray for somebody tonight that's in this altar right now. In Jesus' name, help from heaven. Help from heaven today. Devil, you're a liar. I rebuke every spirit from hell right now. I rebuke you, devil, in the name of Jesus. Oh, mighty God. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Work. Work right now. Work right now, God.